Today's episode of Peers to Peers is powered by Shopify, the leading global commerce company that's shaping today's entrepreneurial economy. What started as three mates in a coffee shop trying to sell a snowboard has ended in thousands of employees around the world, bringing over 1.7 million businesses to life. You could say Shopify is a peer to us and entrepreneurs around the world. So peers, if you're looking to start your own business, head to shopify.com.au for your 14-day free trial. Welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. Peers speaking, peers listening. This is a conversation for you. I'm your host, Michelle Kidnor, founder of leading Australian podcast agency, The Peers Project, and your fellow passionate peer. Each week, I invite an inspiring millennial entrepreneur from around the globe to chat with me. No filters, just real talk, peer-to-peer. Together, we unpack what it takes to go your own way and why there's nothing better. As always, thank you for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please do pass it on. The more peers, the merrier. Hello, peers, and welcome back to the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. Rejection, loneliness, anxiety. Emotions us humans tend not to like, but sometimes they can be the catalyst to change the course of our lives. Ella Greenwood was just 13 years old when she began to suffer from mental health issues. At the same time as her career as an actress was beginning, Ella knew she wanted to share stories and add value to the world through film. In today's episode, we sit down with award-winning filmmaker, actress, and founder of production company Broken Flames Productions, Ella, to learn how she developed her glass-half-full mindset, how she started a fully-fledged business as a teenager, and her advice to those of us struggling with anxiety and depression. For those of you who haven't yet, make sure to take a screenshot of this episode right now Post it to your Instagram story and tag us at The Peers Project so that other peers out there can benefit from the wisdom of these incredible young entrepreneurs. Just a note, peers, today's episode covers topics of mental health, depression and anxiety and may be triggering to some listeners. If you or a loved one is in need of help, please contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. Okay, now let's get into this episode Welcome, Ella. Ella, welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast. We're so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. Of course. You know, you and I recently connected and when I looked into you and all of the amazing work you're doing as a filmmaker and mental health advocate, I knew I had to have you come on the show. So I really appreciate you taking the time. No, it's it's lovely to, yeah, to be speaking with you. Amazing. So for those of us who don't know who you are and what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm Ella Greenwood. I'm a filmmaker and mental health advocate. So all of my projects focus on mental health and a kind of a different aspect of them. And I'm also the founder of Broken Flames Productions, which is a production company based in London. 
so cool, Ella. And you're only 19? Like, I just turned in, 20, actually. Oh, but. 20. <laughs> Welcome to the 20s, the best years. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. And I can't wait to dive deeper into your work. But before we do, I'd love to start with a question that I've often found to be very insightful and revealing. And that is, where did you grow up? And how has this impacted the choices you've made in your life and in your career so far? Yeah, so I grew up in London and I guess I was just always kind of around a lot of creative things. I mean, my parents don't work in any of the creative industries, but, you know, there's always free museums and galleries and events and kind of, you know, you can get really good cheap theatre tickets and um, cinema and stuff like that that I just yeah I absolutely loved being creative and knew that I wanted to do something creative and pretty quickly knew that I wanted to work in film actually. So amazing what spurred that for you was there a specific moment was there something that happened that you were like yeah like I really want to be a filmmaker? I don't think so it was just kind of it was honestly like going to the cinema I just that was my favorite thing to do to just sit in a dark room and <laughs> like it could be so sunny outside and all my <laughs> friends would rather do something else but I just love sitting in the cinema and there'd be so many films that I'd be so immersed in and I'd just keep thinking about them like when I left and just wanted to watch them straight away after I just finished watching them um and just to really kind of be involved with that world. And I guess like you can't really be because all of my favourite films were like the kind of the fantasy ones um, growing up. It was ones like Narnia and a lot of the Disney ones. And so, you know, I couldn't actually live that. So I thought the next best way would to be, you know, in the film industry and, and to make them. It's so interesting. I think, you know, when we're younger, we have these big lofty dreams that like, you know, we're going to become a pop star or we're going to be a doctor or well, I don't know, whatever it may be. And then, you know, as we get older and we go through school and, and all of that, we just start to almost lose that kind of spirit or zest for wanting to do things that we're passionate about. Did you ever feel that during your high school days where you, you know, you were told to do certain subjects and get realistic about life? You know, what was that time like for you? And I guess what was your mindset like during that time? Um, so my parents have always been extremely supportive and have supported whatever I wanted to do. And I've been kind of working in the industry since about the age of 13. That's when I first signed with an agent as an actor. Um, and yeah, just started auditioning, did a few different projects. So I kind of had that throughout growing up um, and just wanted to continue doing it. And I kind of felt lucky because to be trying to do my chosen career at that age, it's for me, it worked out well because there's less pressure in that sense. Like it's not like all of a sudden I have to be making money and be very successful at what I'm doing. It was more almost on the side and I, yeah, I could just kind of be working on it without that added pressure. Um, but I did find it difficult, especially doing A-levels, which is what you do in the UK when you're um, 16 to 18, because I, you know, I was doing them on um, biology, French and psychology and they're quite intense you have to go really deep into those subjects and I was just like but 
I was like, this is a waste of time to me. Like, I don't want to be a psychologist. I don't want to, you know, study so intensely all these different things in biology. Like, I just, yeah, I really hated it. I was just like, I just want to focus on my career. I just want to start writing. Or I just want to be doing this. I don't, you know, I felt like I really was wasting my time. So, yeah, that was quite difficult. How can we get better at getting through those tough times where we feel like we're just wasting our time. Perhaps it's in, a, in the wrong career. Perhaps we're studying something we don't want to be studying. How do we get through that? I think whatever career you choose to do, you know, it, it's your career. It's it's who you are, like who you are influences whatever you do. And so you're influenced by experiences and for me, especially as a filmmaker and writer, like whatever I do when it's not work related, it, it filters into my work so much and it filters into the decisions that I make and, you know, the choices like, yeah, maybe I didn't think that I was gaining something so kind of explicitly, but psychology has really helped to understand when I'm writing what, you know, what kind of different people are going through and that sort of thing in French. I mean, I absolutely love French films and I feel like it kind of opens up because when you translate French films to English, it doesn't translate exactly. So to be able to kind of watch them in French, you know, it's, it wasn't time wasted. And I think you just have to look at whatever you're doing as experience and as gaining knowledge and as learning and maybe learning what you like, learning what you don't like. But yeah, just to never think of it as time being wasted, even though <laughs> I really did when I was doing my A-levels. It can be so hard, you know, we're just, we can just feel like, oh my goodness, what am I doing this for? Like, it makes no sense. But um, no, very, very useful advice. What experience, you know, you talked about it all being an experience. What has been your most, I guess, incredible experience to date in terms of your business, your film career? What's that been for you? Yeah, I don't, I mean, it's been so strange kind of, I guess, almost the past year and a half because there's been so many things that I've kind of really wanted to accomplish because I have had kind of a lot of goals since I was about 13 industry wise and but it just felt weird because it you know for the most part it was just me in my room or you know me at home and it kind of felt not underwhelming but just like oh great you know <laughs> that's something that I've always wanted now happening but there's not really anything to do to celebrate it um something that's definitely been so wonderful was um getting onto this year's Forbes 30 under 30 list because yeah I don't know it's just so nice to be amongst all those other people and also to be put there as a founder of a company like when I first started my company it was just kind of like I'm just gonna make films and see how it goes like I didn't really think of myself as an entrepreneur as such and even sometimes that still does yeah, it seems weird to me because I never kind of went down that route intentionally. It was just, oh, I'm yeah, I want to tell stories and that could be a good way to do it. So getting that kind of recognition really was just amazing. It, it seriously is. And the fact that you are still so young and just like at the beginning of your journey and that you've started at this age, I mean... I think you were the youngest person on the list or something along those lines. I read something. Um, 
you know, but yeah, I just think imagine how much more can be done and, and, you know, how much more is yet to come. Amazing. So I want to dive a bit deeper into the story. You're in high school, you're chugging along, you're doing subjects that you're not like super into, but you know, it has to be done. And on the side, you're doing your acting career and kind of really the career that you want to be in and the space you want to be in. Where does and where did mental health come in during this time for you? And I guess what was your earliest memory of mental health or anxiety, depression, all of that? Yeah, so I really started struggling with my mental health at around the age of 13, 14. Um, and just, yeah, I had no clue what I was going through. And I'd never heard the words kind of mental and health put together. Like it just wasn't a thing that was spoken about or you know, you, you're taught a lot in school and obviously you know what to do if you kind of physically hurt yourself, if you break a toe or if you break an ankle, you know, you know what to do. But I just, I didn't understand what I was going through and it was, yeah, it was very difficult for me to kind of even process that and know to reach out for help because I just, yeah, I didn't know that I, I should. Um, and so, yeah, it influenced my life a lot um, and that was something that I just at the time I didn't really tell anyone and I found it very difficult to try and explain what I was going through and so you know sort of a, a few years later when I first decided to to write that's I wanted to do it about something that I could then write about like I felt like you know I was in a good place with my mental health so I could kind of process what I hadn't processed properly um, as a young teen and to yeah share a story that I hopes would be able to help other people feel less alone in, in what they're going through. When we feel alone and when we feel lonely and when we feel like that anxiety is creeping in, what can we do? You know, what did you do in at such a young age to kind of get through that and to really kind of realize that it's actually not you, it's it's a it's an illness that's overcome you. You know, what what were some of the things you did at that time and talk us through that first film that you did and the story behind that. Yeah, so something that helped so much for me, I mean, you know, I tried different avenues, whether it was getting help at school eventually or, or through kind of um the NHS and just none of the support given was was honestly any good and wait lists are really long and I just I didn't find help that way um and but something that helped so much was self-awareness and knowing that you know I feel really hopeless today and like nothing is ever going to be kind of great again but it's knowing that it will like that is just unfortunately kind of how you're feeling now as a result of this but it you know it won't last forever because nothing lasts forever so it's just having that in mind and yeah kind of reminding yourself that you know you won't always feel like this um something kind of as simple as that I mean it's it's simple to say but it's simple to kind of get yourself into the mindset of it's not always going to be like this so yeah that's something that just helped me so much and so my first film was called Faulty Roots. It was a short film um, and it was about a teenager with depression. And I just kind of wanted to bring into it a lot of just a really kind of normal representation, like um, 
her kind of having a conversation with a friend and saying, you know, like, I, I just don't feel like I can do this today. And kind of the insensitivities of those around her of saying, you know, stop moping around, stop, stop doing this, like cheer up all of those small things that people may not realize have a huge impact. But if you are struggling, like they really can. So yeah, I just kind of wanted to bring in small things like that and, and build the characters. Mm-hmm. What was the hardest part of starting out and creating that? And then more so than that, can you talk to us a little bit about when the decision came to actually turn that into a company and, and your business that you run today, you know, from that very first film through to kind of where you are now? Yeah, I mean, so... I had experience of of working on short films as an actor, but I'd never, ever done filmmaking before. And yeah, you can learn a lot from being on set and kind of seeing the process of it, you know, being made. But it was very much a case of just just trying it and hoping that it, you know, that it goes well. I mean, for, for my first short, I crowdfunded it. So again, it was just kind of, reaching out to people and and making a video just of me talking and saying why I wanted to get this project made and why I hoped it would help people and 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 hopefully be important so yeah it was just me being honest and me being honest with my you know the DP that I hired saying look I've tried to learn as much as I can already but there's going to be a lot that I I don't know like I'd absolutely love your advice and um it was kind of a lot easier than I expected (laughs) In, in terms of just making a film, yeah, you know, hiring equipment, hiring a crew, getting insurance, like, yeah, it was just kind of tackling each hurdle at a time. Um, and I decided to start my company with that film because I wasn't a filmmaker. I thought, you know, if it's just all under my name, like that's one, that's scary. And two, it just seems... I don't know like maybe people because I was writing directing producing and yeah maybe just people would be like oh god I don't want to be involved with that so I thought no I'm gonna you know I'm gonna take it very seriously um and and make it as as professional as I can and I'm um (laughs) I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna make a company for it how can we get better at taking ourselves seriously it is difficult but it you know I think if you if you're doing what you want to do and you're passionate about what you do I honestly think passion is everything um there's a lot of people who can do you know jobs like there's a lot of other people who probably could be doing exactly what I'm doing but if you're not passionate and you're not willing to give it your all then you won't get where you need to be and I think I honestly think passion like like carries you and so it's if you are passionate kind of matching your confidence in that and bringing that passion into your confidence if that makes sense it's it's just saying yeah I really want to do this um and I'm gonna do this so yeah like that that's your confidence and especially in the in the film industry I think a lot of people hate to admit that they're actors if they're not currently acting or if they're you know they're writers or you know but it's but you are like if you're writing a script you're a writer like if you're acting then you're an actor and just yeah be be really confident in that it it really does help to just say this is what I am and this is what I'm gonna do amazing Ella so 
I want to talk a bit more about the challenges of actually starting, you know, your production company. So you mentioned that you wanted it to be legit. You wanted it to be professional and, you know, it was just you, you were every single role, which is what happens when you start your own business, you know, and you wanted to officiate it, but what was involved, you know, and what were some of the challenges and hurdles you faced in those early days, early last year when you started? It's interesting. I always kind of get that question that people ask me, like, how do you, how did you start your own company? And like, it's, it's quite simple. Like I just started it. I mean, you open a company um, in the UK, like it was getting a website, getting an email address, like choosing a name and like that was starting my company and then it was just honestly for me at the start it was just focusing on the films like it was okay I've done this film let's get it ready to be shared and it's produced by Broken Flames which is my company and then it was on to the next film and then it's on to the next film and it's only kind of this year that it's really become you know that I kind of view it as more as a company now we've got a um, we're just working on a film fund with a amazing producer so you know that's giving an opportunity to writers and we're working on you know we're working with charities and you know we're going to work with brands and I'm speaking on a few panels like at for Broken Flames and it's yeah it just kind of developed but at the start it was literally just me focusing on what I wanted to accomplish with my work rather than thinking of it as as kind of a company I absolutely love that. And I think, you know, we can get so bogged down in this idea of, oh my goodness, it has to be a business and we have to officiate it. And you know, what does that mean? Am I good enough to be a business owner? Like, I don't know anything. You know, do you ever have that self-doubt during those early days? And if so, how did you kind of tackle that? Yeah, I mean, I guess you're, you're always going to have self-doubt, but it just, it definitely helped that you know, Broken Flames is focused on mental health-based projects and all my work is focused on that because there are people that, you know, if you share your experiences that will be helped by it. Um, I got some lovely reviews on on Faulty Roots and that's kind of what really helped the self-doubt and helped me continue because, you know, people were saying that it they loved the way that it talked about that topic or something they experienced or something that helped them understand someone that they knew better and that's what really helped um and it's just again passion like I I wanted to share more on mental health um and times where it was very stressful or I just thought you know maybe this isn't right or yeah I'm just not good enough to kind of go further it was but no like I I do really want to help people with my work and I want to share these experiences so that's kind of the driving factor and that's what's most important rather than me being too scared to do anything it's it's hoping that it will help people and I love that you speak about passion you know I think that's something we talk a lot about on the show it's kind of forms the basis of what we yeah what we speak about but for our peers out there listening who are like oh she's so lucky you know she's 20 and she has this awesome company and she knew what her passion was so early you know, what would you say to those of us who feel like we don't know what we're passionate about yet and we want to know, we really, really want to, but we don't? What would you say to us and what would be the steps that you'd give us to help us find our passion? I think, I mean, there are so many amazing careers and amazing jobs and amazing things that you can try. Like 
I look at so many different things and I'd, and I'd absolutely love to try them. But for me, because I did know what I wanted to do, um, it would kind of seem, you know, there'd always be that part of me being like, oh, but I should, I shouldn't be doing this. Whereas if you haven't found your passion, like I think you just need to look at it as, as an adventure to like try out all of these different things and, you know, see what parts of that job you like and what parts you don't. And yeah, to really explore different options um and there are so many amazing things um if you're young and even if you're not young you know kind of year jobs or even six months or even just experience doing this like if you want to work in the film industry anyone can sign up to be an extra and just really see how it works like I was an extra um at one point you know and just there are a lot of different ways into different careers and so yeah maybe sorry maybe you're not in you know, maybe I didn't want to be an extra, but it made me be a part of that industry and it made me understand what I did want to do in that industry and to just see all the different roles, you know, it's it's just, yeah, looking at it as an adventure and seeing, you know, what you really want to do on the way or to at least use that to help you find out what you want to do. I love that. Such valuable advice. So I want to talk a bit more about the growth of your business. You know, you said that at the beginning, or I mean, it's only a year and a bit old, I think a year and a half. It's still in those early days, but you have done a lot in the last year. You mentioned you just went from project to project to project. How did you stay motivated to actually build what you're doing during a global pandemic and a time where most of us think that we really can't chase our dreams or perhaps it's a bit far-fetched, you know? Can you talk to us a little bit about what it's been like growing your business over the last year? Yeah, it's it's definitely been really interesting. Um, <laughs> but I think it's like, you know, I'm only – like I've got meetings next week for example like in with people in LA and I'm speaking to you right now in in Australia and it's you know it's also made me connect with a lot more people who I wouldn't necessarily have probably connected with or you know I'd be doing other things and have less time to connect with those people um and so it's always just looking for the kind of the positives um in it that yeah we've been able to kind of meet and connect with a lot more people and really develop and really write and, and choose scripts and work on scripts and you know for the most part like getting projects done in post that's all like I've only ever done that remotely now um you know before like a lot of time people would go into edit suites and stuff like that but yeah it's just it's just adapting um and then like I was very fortunate that when we you know we'd spent a lot of the time developing scripts and and getting films finished that when we were ready to start shooting a new project like we were able to do that here in the UK um obviously safely but well as safely as possible and yeah it just kind of worked out well timing wise I guess I just love your positive outlook and just how relaxed you are about the whole thing, Ella. You know, where do you think that comes from for you, that kind of glass half full mindset that you have? It's, you just have to be, I mean, like I've been with an agent since the age of 13 and like 99% of any time I audition, it would be rejection. (laughs) And it's, 
it's a bit it's you know you you just you won't survive in the industry and it's it would be unhealthy to continue doing it if you don't have that mindset because rejection is not nice and it would really get you down but it's so you know for from that age I'd had to kind of look at it as oh I didn't get this job but you know that casting director has now seen me or you know I got to try that character and it's you know it's more people that yeah that know me now and it's just all and it's oh that project wasn't meant to be or it's just constantly and it's hard like sometimes you just sit there and like oh my gosh like can't go on (laughs) but it's you know it's taking that moment and then going no you know there are positives from that just keep going you don't know what's around the corner and I didn't really expect kind of the level rejection to continue with filmmaking (laughs) but it definitely does so and with any career that I guess I would choose to do like it it does continue and so it's just yeah just always kind of looking forward and always thinking you don't know what's coming next so to just be positive and, and to look forward to it. I always love to ask what do you believe has been your biggest rejection or failure to date? And how do you think that shaped you? Oh, I don't know if I've had a kind of a major one. I think it's just been continuously rejection, rejection, rejection. Like, whereas maybe (laughs) some people would have, yeah, like a massive rejection, like not getting into film school or drama school. For me, it's just, it's been smaller ones, but constant. (laughs) Like, you know, really constant yeah. um, because that's just the nature of, of, of being an actor, all of my teams. And then now, yeah, being a filmmaker and, and being a business owner, like it's just, yeah, it's just more more constant. So I don't know which is better. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure which one I'd prefer. Mm. Oh my goodness. I just, I obviously you guys can hear me laughing and I'm also just nodding my head furiously because I mean, I can only speak from a business owner perspective and it's every, every week, every day sometimes, you know, and you just, sometimes you feel like you just cannot catch a break, you know, for our peers out there listening who perhaps feel like that, you know, the last 18 months have been wild for all of us and so many big changes that we've had to undergo and we're still going through lockdowns here in Australia you know what would you say to our peers out there listening who feel beat down and just like I don't know how much longer I can keep receiving this rejection or keep going through this hard time what advice would you have for them again it's one of those things that I think is always hard to taking but it literally is like you know you'll get a lot of rejection but all you need is one acceptance and one yes and that will make a huge difference and so you just have to be prepared and and accept that yeah you are you know you're going to get so much more rejection and that will be so much more constant but you have to wait for that for that one yes because it will make a huge difference or you just have to keep waiting until you find the right people to believe in whatever you're doing and to help you and support you and you know, if you just think about it kind of objectively, like there are so many people and only a percentage of them will, will like what you're doing or will want to help you or, or kind of support you and get involved with what you're doing. But it's, yeah, you just have to wait and hope that you find those people and you will. Maybe it'll take longer than you think. Maybe, it'll, you know, you'll just meet them very quickly. But it's just waiting on that and keeping it in mind that that's the process kind of that everyone goes through. 
um, whatever career, whatever they're doing, it's always a lot more rejection than acceptance. So just waiting for the acceptance, really. (laughs) Waiting for that acceptance. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I've got a couple of final questions for you as we come to the close of today's episode. And the first one is, how do you think we can use our mental health issues and problems that we face? How can we turn them into positives? And has there been a time for you where you've successfully done that? Yeah, I mean, like my whole career now is based off of <laughs> based off of those experiences and um and it's you know, I absolutely love writing about mental health and working on these projects and working with charities, you know, who dedicate all of their time to to helping people and reaching out to people and connecting with them. And I think what it has taught me is the way that, you know, you do have similarities to people that you never thought you would like I got some wonderful feedback from a project from people who just really surprised me like it was you know kind of like a middle-aged man from Texas who who sent me a lovely email saying you know I it was about a teenage girl in London but it he related to what she was going through with her mental health um and I think that's a positive you know a lot of people it can feel like such an isolating thing but as a matter of fact, there will kind of always be someone who does relatively understand what you're going through with your mental health. Um, because it's honestly, a lot of people do struggle with their mental health and it's, it needs to become so much more normalised in in getting support and, and, and help. Um, and so I think that's a positive, being able to connect with people and also knowing that, you know, when I struggled with my mental health, I was at such a low point. You know, I really did kind of hate every day and just think that I couldn't, continue and so it's kind of see whatever I do now it's it's good you know even if it's just getting through the day even no matter what I achieve you know I'm I'm kind of doing well compared to how I was and so that's a positive that you know if you you have struggled with your mental health that you were an extremely strong person and that you know I'd, I'd hope that you'd be able to tackle a hell of a lot. Such valuable advice And you mentioned their comparison and, oh my goodness, I mean, I personally struggle with this so much, you know, looking at the next company or the next founder who's doing this much better than me and whatnot, or perhaps even in my personal life with friends and, you know, et cetera. What would be your advice to us around comparison and perhaps getting better at at tackling that? Yeah, it again like from being an actor you know I'd been to some auditions where everyone would look like me and it would be kind of a simple script and you'd be like but but we can all do this you know and there are a lot of people are amazing like people can do incredible things but no one is going to experience exactly what you've experienced and to be thinking exactly what you you know what you've thought and to have you know the same passions and the same drive as you that it's you know your experiences are what makes you you like all of my career now is based on that experience that I went through as a young teen um and yeah maybe there are other people who there are other people who have production companies you know I'm not the only production company owner but it's you know you filter in your experiences to your work whether you realize it a lot or whether you know it that's less and that's what makes you different you're never ever going to be the same as the person sitting beside you it's just it's literally impossible like 
you know they have not experienced everything that you've experienced and they do not have the same thoughts and the same ideas as you so it's just remembering that and remembering that you bring a lot to what you're doing and yeah other people do as well and so it's it's looking at them as potential collaborators rather than you know competition I think because you yeah you all have something different to share so so valuable look Ella over the last year and a half in business and almost seven years on this path and on this journey and and career path that you're on, you've really gone from strength to strength. You know, you've received so much recognition for your work. It's absolutely incredible when I was looking into everything you were doing. And as you mentioned, most notably, you were featured on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. What three key pieces of advice that you would give our peers out there listening that you wish you got when you were just starting out? I think something that I, I love to kind of remember is that it's, you know, you never have to think of something as a huge deal. Like it should never be kind of make it or break it with whatever you do. It's always that you're continuing to learn and that, you know, yeah, like at the end of the day, you can just step back for a moment and just, you know, unless kind of you're a surgeon, I guess, or doing something like that where you literally are saving lives. Like for the most part, it is okay just to take a breath um, and just to, yeah, take a moment and to really just take the time to enjoy what you're doing, I think, and um, take a bit of pressure off yourself. I think that's advice that everyone can take like it's you know worrying really doesn't help anyone and it really doesn't help you it's it's kind of a pointless thing to do so yeah to take a breath um another thing is to just keep going like again that's such simple advice but the people that I know who have kind of really succeeded in their career are just the ones that have kept going and you hear that all the time with actors it's there are so many talented actors, for example, that the ones that make it are the ones that just, you know, keep going and keep keep auditioning and, yeah, keep doing what they want to do. Um, third piece of advice would to just be to bring passion into whatever you do, um, whether you're in a career that you want to do or that you don't want to do. There are always changes, I think, that you can make. There's always things that other people can learn from you. And so to just find the passion that you have in that career, maybe you're not passionate about the career as a whole, but I'm sure you can find certain things that you're passionate about and really using that to, to drive your work and to drive whatever you do. Absolutely love it. Look, Ella, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you for the incredible work you've done and that you're doing for showing us, you know, and particularly us young females that, you know, if we have that vision and that goal and that dream, no matter how lofty it is, we actually can make it our reality. Even if we're battling a global pandemic and, you know, people not taking us seriously, whatever it may be, we can get through it. And for that, we really appreciate you. Thank you course. So the final question is how we finish every episode of the Peers to Peers podcast. And that is, what is the value of pursuing what you're most passionate about? The value is just huge. I mean, if you can be doing what you're passionate about, I think that is something so special because the reality of it is, 
a lot you know a lot of people spend the majority of their time working you know you spend five days out of a week compared to two not working and so time is so precious it is so precious so you have to be doing what you're passionate about and kind of yeah just if you're if you're able to focus on something that you love then I guess that that's what's most important um that you feel fulfilled as a human being and fulfilled as a person that you can actively really bring something to other people's lives and I think that if you're following your passion then you're definitely doing that amazing Ella oh my goodness we've had an absolute blast where can we learn more about you and your films and your work so my production company is called Broken Flames Productions and we have a website and we're on Instagram and Twitter and then I have a website um, ellagreens.com and Instagram at popsella Twitter at Ella underscore Greenwood Perfect. We'll link them up in the show notes. Thank you so much again, Ella. It's been absolutely awesome. And for everyone else listening, we will end with that. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. Remember, Peers, we're here to help you turn your passion into a business. And so is Shopify. And so if you're looking to start your biz, head to shopify.com.au your 14-day free trial. Peers, that's a wrap. We hope you've enjoyed your introduction to our latest guest beer and that you find them as gung-ho as we do, which is our way of saying inspirational. For more, make sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review we produce with passion and it doesn't stop here to see what else we're up to visit thepeersproject.com or follow us on instagram at thepeersproject we'll have fresh real talk for you next week peers until then if you need inspiration look amongst